let's now go back to year 60 of the Hijrah, or actually 59 of the Hijrah technically. This is one year before Muawiyah died. Imam Al-Hussein alayhi salam went to the Hajj that year. Imam Hussein would frequently go to the Hajj. In fact, he went to the Hajj 25 times on feet, walking, to show his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Historians tell us that Imam Al-Hussein alayhi salam was in Mina. Before he gave the speech, he called on many of the companions of the Prophet to come and join and listen to the speech. And many righteous people from his friends, family members, other people from the Tabi'een, the generation that comes after the Sahaba, the companions, the Imam gathered them. 700 people were now gathered in Mina by Mecca during the Hajj season to listen to the speech of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. 200 of these 700 people were Sahaba, were companions who met the Prophet The Imam السلام, starts the speech by saying, أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَإِنَّ هَذَا الطَّاغِيَ قَدْ فَعَلَ بِنَا وَبِشِيعَتِنَا مَا قَدْ رَأَيْتُمْ وَعَلِمْتُمْ وَشَهِدْتُمْ O people, you see that this dictator, this arrogant ruler, has done to us and our followers what you've all seen, you've all heard about it. In the beginning of his sermon, Imam Al-Hussein is highlighting the injustice of Muawiyah. Now this is very significant because there are some who have claimed that before Karbala, Imam Hussein did not show any position or stance towards the Injustice. It's only when Yazid came to power, Imam Hussein salam spoke up. That's not the case. Imam Hussein salam spoke up during the time of Muawiyah. Yes, he continued the treaty, the truce, the peace treaty that was started by his brother Imam Al Hassan salam. He did not fight, but this did not mean that Imam Al Hussein kept silent. And this is a lesson for us that we cannot keep silent. Fighting for justice doesn't mean that you have to go to the battlefield and fight. Sometimes that may be the case. Like in Karbala, the Imam السلام, had to go and fight. But usually the way we repel injustice is by speaking up. So the Imam السلام, condemned Muawiyah and that he is an evil dictator. Yes, there is a peace treaty. But it does not mean that Muawiyah is off the hook. I still condemn him. And then the Imam highlights what happened to the Shia. My dear brothers and sisters, sometimes we think life is tough for us. We think we have family problems in this society. It's difficult to be practicing. It's dif difficult to observe my prayers. It's difficult to observe hijab, avoid music, avoid haram food. We think it's tough. Believe me, in this era you live as kings. This is not to underestimate anyone's trial. But do you know what would happen during the time of Muawiyah to the Shia of Al-Muhammad? Imam Al-Hussein is saying, you all know what Muawiyah has done to us. The Shia were persecuted. Sometimes their homes were demolished. They would not receive any salary from the public funds like anyone else would. Some of them would be killed. Amr ibn al-Hamaq al-Khuza'i. 
He was a companion of Rasulullah, a companion, a Sahaba. Wasn't he a Sahabi? You know what Muawiyah ordered for him to be done? Because he was not with Muawiyah, he was with the Ahlul Bayt. Muawiyah had him killed and his head was slaughtered in Musil, north of Iraq. And the head of Amr ibn al-Hamaq al-Khuza'i was sent as a gift to Muawiyah. This was the first head to be gifted to a ruler after Islam. Muawiyah instituted this. And then there are some ignorant people today. Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, he's a Sahabi. Yeah, he, what kind of a Sahabi? He killed other Sahabi. How can you have respect for him? Imagine the Shia living during those eras. It was so difficult. Imam Hussein is highlighting this, that Muawiyah is not off the hook. I condemn what he did. Then the Imam in the next passage of the sermon, he highlights the role of scholars. Scholars, community leaders, they cannot be silent. People take this lesson from the Quran, how Allah criticizes the Ahbar, the Jewish scholars. What does Allah say in the Holy Quran? The Quran condemns them. Why is it that the scholars are not stopping the aggression? Imam al Hussein beautifully comments here. The Imam says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala condemned these scholars because they saw the rulers committing acts of injustice and they did not speak up. They kept silent. And that's why it's very important, my dear brothers and sisters. Today, as we see injustice, I know we're all concerned about our livelihood, our life. We have Corona to deal with. I understand. But we should never fall short in speaking against injustice, wherever you see it. You see it domestically or internationally. Today, there's a lot of injustice going on here in America. The racism that we see, the immorality that we're seeing. Just see. The last three, four years, what's been happening, my dear brothers and sisters, coming from the highest office in the country. No regard for any virtues or values. Teaching the whole nation how to lie. We, we condemn this. We're not being political, but we condemn this. This is an act of injustice. The wars that are going on in Yemen, elsewhere around the world, we condemn that. We have to speak up. Imam Hussain says, if we don't, we will be condemned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see Imam Hussain is mobilizing the people to speak up against injustice and to enjoin the good and forbid the evil. He highlights Al-Amr bil Ma'roof wa Nahi an al-Munkar. So we find that the Imam says, Fabada Allahu bil Amri bil Ma'roof. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it an obligation. When you see something wrong, do something. Don't say no, it's none of my business. This none of my business attitude is not an Islamic attitude. You see something wrong in the family? Someone being oppressed? Speak up? There's a lot of injustice that goes on in our families, my dear brothers and sisters. No, I'd rather not get involved. What do you mean you'd rather not get involved? You see a fellow relative 
is being oppressed, harassed, and you don't say anything? You don't at least try to do anything? Allah does not accept this from you. Whatever it may be, sometimes there's an inheritance issue. Some brothers, they take the inheritance of their sisters. Nobody speaks up. No, you have to speak up. Sometimes you see one of your friends is being bullied. At school, you see someone being bullied. No, it's none of my business. It's none of your business. Allah won't accept your deeds. Pray and pray, do dua, Allah's not going to answer you. Imam Hussain says, this is a faridah. This is an obligation. Because those people who do wrong and they bring forth immorality, they normalize it in society. They make it okay. They're harming everyone. No one has the right to harm others. Today, if you're, let's say, in a place, right? And someone comes not wearing a mask. You're out there, you're at the mall, you're doing grocery shopping, or there are some majalis who do have uh, in-person programs with social distancing and masks. Someone comes and he says, you know what? I don't care. I don't believe in this virus. I don't believe in this mask. I'll do whatever I want. I'll get close to you. I'll even sneeze in your face. <laughs> Would you let him? Oh yeah, free country. It's a free country. Do whatever you want. You're go that person is endangering others because this is a virus. If he's carrying the virus, he's going to infect others. My dear brothers and sisters, there's a moral virus. There is a moral virus, ethical virus. When you see something wrong in your family, amongst your friends, do something. Yes, be wise. Use the best approach, no doubt. But in the end, you have to say something. So Imam Hussain highlights the significance of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil. Then the Imam says the root cause of all this mess is because you people are not sacrificing enough to stand with the chosen Imams. Allah has given you leaders. If you had followed them, the earth would not be like this. People betrayed the Imams of Ahlul Bayt. And until today, we continue to betray the Imams by not following their teachings, by not reflecting their teachings. The Imam was very upset in Mina. You people, because you don't want to sacrifice, the likes of Muawiyah, they come to power. Had you sacrificed more, Muawiyah would not have had the audacity to do what he did. But it's because we're not doing more. And today, Al-Imam Al-Mahdi expects the same from us. We say, Allahumma ajjil waliyika al-faraj. But what are we doing to hasten the reappearance? What are we doing to work for justice at the individual level, the family level, the social level, the global level? So Imam Al-Hussein is telling them, had you been more patient, you would have sacrificed more, things would not have become like this. You would have lived in an oasis of peace on this earth. Then the Imam السلام, he concludes his sermon in Mina by stating his objective. See, this is one year before Karbala. The Imam is already setting the stage. He's preparing the people that I have a mission in this life. And I'm not acting our, out of personal desires. The Imam السلام, says, Allahumma innaka ta'lamu. Oh Allah, you know very well that we the Ahlul Bayt, we're not trying to compete for power. And we're not trying to get money or wealth. 